अब पूरी फैमिली एक साथ श्री राम कथा का आनंद ले सकती है सिर्फ चाइम्स मोबाइल ऐप पर जानिए श्री राम के बचपन से लेकर दशानन वध तक का सफर सरल रामायण घर के सभी सदस्यों के लिए आज ही डाउनलोड करें चाइम्स मोबाइल ऐप एप्पल या गूगल प्ले स्टोर से ग्लासोट As it came nearer, the tin woodman saw that running before the beast was a little grey field mouse. And although he had no heart, he knew it was wrong for the wild cat to try to catch such a pretty, harmless creature. So, the woodman raised his axe, and as the wild cat ran by, he gave it a quick blow. The field mouse, now that it was freed from its enemy, stopped short. and coming slowly up to the woodman it said in a squeaky little voice oh thank you thank you ever so much for saving my life don't speak of it i beg of you replied the woodman i have no heart you know i'm careful to help all those who may need a friend even if it happens to be only a mouse only a mouse cried the little animal indignantly why i'm a queen The queen of all the field mice. Oh, indeed," said the woodman, making a bow. At that moment, several mice were seen running up as fast as their little legs could carry them. And when they saw their queen, they exclaimed, "Oh, your Majesty! We thought you would be killed. How did you manage to escape the great wild cat?" They all bowed so low to the little queen. that they almost stood upon their heads squeak this funny tin man she answered saved my life so hereafter you must all serve him and obey his slightest wish we will cried all the mice in a shrill chorus and then they scampered in all directions for toto had awakened from his sleep and seeing all these mice around him he gave one bark of delight and jumped right into the middle of the group but the tin woodman caught the dog in his arms and held him tight while he called to the mice come back come back toto shall not hurt you at this the queen of the mice stuck her head out from underneath a clump of grass and asked in a timid voice are you sure he will not bite us i will not let him said the woodman So, do not be afraid. One by one, mice came creeping back. Finally, one of the biggest mice spoke. "Is there anything we can do?" it asked. "To repay you for saving the life of our queen?" "Nothing that I know of," answered the woodman. But the scarecrow, who had been trying to think but could not because his head was stuffed with straw, said quickly, "Oh yes." You can save our friend 
the cowardly lion who's asleep in the poppy bed. A lion! cried the little queen. Why? He would eat us all up! Oh no! declared the scarecrow. This lion is a coward. Really? asked the mouse. He says so himself, answered the scarecrow. And he would never hurt anyone who is our friend. Very well, said the queen. We trust you. But what shall we do? Are there many of these mice which call you queen and are willing to obey you? Oh yes, there are thousands, she replied. Then send for them all to come here as soon as possible and let each one bring a long piece of string. The queen turned to the mice that attended her and told them to go at once and get all her people. Now, said the scarecrow to the tin woodman, you must go to those trees by the riverside and make a truck that will carry the lion. So the woodman went at once to the trees and began to work and he soon made a truck out of the limbs of trees. So fast and so well did he work that by the time the mice began to arrive, the truck was all ready for them. They came from all directions and there were thousands of them. Big mice and little mice and middle-sized mice. And each one brought a piece of string in his mouth. It was about this time that Dorothy woke from her long sleep and opened her eyes. She was greatly astonished to find herself lying upon the grass with thousands of mice standing around and looking at her timidly. But the scarecrow told her about everything and turning to the dignified little mouse, he said, Permit me to introduce you, Her Majesty the Queen. Dorothy nodded gravely and the queen made a courtesy after which she became quite friendly with the little girl. The scarecrow and the woodman now began to fasten the mice to the truck using the strings they had brought. One end of a string was tied around the neck of each mouse and the other end to the truck. Of course, the truck was a thousand times bigger than any of the mice who were to draw it. But when all the mice had been harnessed, they were able to put it quite easily. Even the scarecrow and the tin woodman could sit on it and were drawn swiftly by their queer little horses to the place where the lion lay asleep. After a great deal of hard work, for the lion was heavy, they managed to get him up on the truck. At first, the little creatures could hardly stir the heavy loaded truck, but the woodman and the scarecrow both pushed from behind and they got along better. Soon, they rolled the lion out of the poppy bed to the green fields. Dorothy came to meet them and thanked the little mice warmly for saving her companion from death. Then, the mice were unharnessed from the truck and scampered away through the grass to their homes. The queen of the mice was the last to leave. Squeak! If you ever need us again, she said, come out to the field and call and we shall hear you and come to your assistance. Goodbye! Goodbye! They all answered and away the queen ran. After this, they sat down beside the lion until he should awaken and the scarecrow brought Dorothy some fruit from a tree nearby.
which she ate for her dinner.